you know, kids provide for their family and they never should have been arrested in the first place. Uh, it also creates more work for the prosecutors who are already stretched thin. And you have to spend all of your time working on these cases that you know can be dismissed and you have to justify it because it's going to look bad if you're dismissing two of the cases. You're spending all of your time trying to do that and focusing on the cases that matter. The bottom line is this, if you have an elected official who puts politics over justice, who puts personal vendettas and her own political perception over fairness and doing the right thing, everyone suffers. Everyone suffers. Community safety suffers, and, and the rights of our community, the people within our community suffer. You cannot have an office holder who literally can impact somebody's uh, liberty or somebody's safety be focused on anything other than doing the right thing. And unfortunately, she's more focused on politics and her own public perception and those who disagree with her than doing the right thing. She has had almost eight years in this position. You look at the past seven or so years. You think things have gotten better? I just like to take a moment to just demonstrate something. Raise your hand if you're a precinct chair. How many precinct chairs do we have up here? This is just a small handful of the growing number of more than 100 precinct chairs who have been actively engaged in supporting the resolutions and monument. Tom uh, Berger here as well. Well, this is all to say that um, that oh, this didn't come out of the blue. That people have had a lot of these concerns for years, um, many years before this. And this is in a very short time period. The number of people who have decided to show up, support of of one movement together, not just in support of the resolution we discussed, but in support of the people who have actually been directly harmed by the DA. So. That's, I'm here to just say that the precinct chairs have stood up. We've seen the culture that's been run. We've seen the mismanagement, and we've seen the harm of it. And enough is enough. And that's what everyone is talking about a little bit today. Um, I want to definitely encourage the press to connect with um, those who have been affected by the district attorney first and foremost. Um, and I'd like to open up the floor to questions. We'll also have virtually interviews. If anybody has questions. Uh, now is the time to ask and just let us know who you'd like to address. Thank you for your question. Well, it's mainly so it's mainly just a statement from the body, and it's not unprecedented to have statements from the body. They are rare because we're members of the same party, so we don't have as much resolutions of admonishments falling out of the sky. It only comes in a really specific circumstance. But it's essentially a declaration from the body saying that you're not aligned with um, what she believes in. Um, there's not, not recalls in, in this area of the country or anything like that, but we're surely going to speak out. We're surely going to speak up and inform the public of what we've seen. So that's, that's a significant to the resolution. Rare statement that doesn't happen right off. What do you say about the state So there's two aspects of this that are of our resolution. The first one is essentially that 
um, she's been out of line with party values, and she has been on a wide variety of issues. And whenever given the opportunity, if there's something that benefits her politically that the law requires, she'll not just do the, the thing that is required, but she'll go further and then say, well, I had to do it. And if there are times when she can do less than the law requires, um, then she'll do that instead. She'll just go for something that politically benefits her. One key thing to look at is a lot of the fabrications surrounding misdemeanor cash bail reform specifically, which is championed by lots of people in our party in this county. The Quattrone report from the University of Pennsylvania specifically said that recidivism is down, no impact on public safety, or if there is any impact, we are slightly safer after the O'Donnell settlement. The district attorney said that she would support that report. When she got in office, she brought 100 police chiefs to oppose it. She, she uh, weighed in on the case, even though she wasn't party to the case. And continuously, she will make sure that details come out that do not get into the finer points of what actually happened in the bail situation. Because the flat fact is that any reasonable assessment of our cash bail, our misdemeanor cash bail reform system, will show that there's been progress in the county. And the only people that disagree with that are Kim Lobby and her political allies. It's only, the, it's only people on her side of it that think that. Anybody who's done a reasonable look at it knows that we are safer after it and we are tired of the propaganda. So that's just one of the many things that we that are in the resolution to apply. Um, can you just speak to the diversity of people here, like um, what group people represent? Uh, sure. It's, it's, it's broad. I mean, you know, look, we have the Democratic precinct here. We have folks who are directly harmed by police brutality, by the overcrowding of the system, by uh, uh, just trying to do their jobs and try to help the healers in the community. Um, and like I said before, I mean, just to reinforce this, this is a grassroots movement. We didn't just bring all these people together in the last couple of months. Everybody's heard about all this stuff for years. It's seven years worth of people observing the district attorney that's led to the moment that you see today and the moments that have taken place over the last five or six weeks. So it didn't just materialize out of the air. We know it. It's an open secret. Everybody knows it. The last county chair of the Harris County Democratic Party uh, took, took a, criticized her when he was the chair. The chair of the state party criticized her uh, uh, in, last year because she went further in investigating elections than necessary and then said she had been required by the law. But if you ask attorneys about that, they don't agree with her. Only the district attorney believes that. She always, always takes the stronger side of the law or the bare minimum, depending on what benefits her political. Um, the question for, um, the question for precinct chairs or any of the speakers, um, do you feel like you're taking a risk by being here today? Um, was that something that you thought about before participating in the news conference? Um, I don't feel like I'm taking a risk. Uh, what I feel like that I am accomplishing a lot by coming out here uh, with bravery. Um, I'm not going to stand back and allow this to just be okay with I'm not okay with none of this. And in my heart, it won't settle until I get justice for my son. So either somebody has to step up or we're going to go to other avenues to make this work. So I'm not afraid. I'm not, I have God on my side. I'm covered. And I'm not afraid of anyone. So. Right, a level of risk. But at this point, it's my son's life that's involved. And so for me, I'm going to 
Item on the, on the commissioner's report today for $11 million to ship three trial people, 350 free trial people to Mississippi. <laughs> I just know that this I, is on top of the $39 million that the county is already spending paying private prison companies to ship three trial people, Harris County residents, to Louisiana and West Texas, seven, eight hours away from their family. And this is a new contract, $11 plus million to ship 350 people out to Mississippi. The course of it, which is the worst 
private prison country in the country. So bad that the Federal Bureau of Prison uh, does not work with them anymore. So can you connect to what you're saying about the intake line and, and, and the overcharging? Sure. Um, when you have somebody who doesn't have the experience, even just the corporate experience, to see how a case is going to play out if you actually go to trial on it. Something may sound good on you when you're talking to an officer or when the system is set up in a way where officers are calling from the field and you're talking to somebody for a few minutes and you're accepting a charge before you have the body worn camera, before you have the whatever the reason that system is put in place, it is an expedite people being brought in front of judges so they can have their proper warnings and so they can more quickly be assigned a court and things like that. There was, there was a reason the county of our size did this. But when you are accepting charges, the vast majority of the charges, based on a few minutes at best conversation with a police officer, we're not talking about some of the lengthy murder investigations and things like that. I'm talking about the day-to-day phone calls. Um, you have to expect that once you actually get in court and you get that police recording, you get all the body on camera, you listen to the 911 calls, you talk to witnesses that aren't interviewed well, you might learn more that informs your decision. Maybe this is the case we should pursue. But when prosecutors aren't allowed to exercise their discretion to do that, when they're having to perform, there's a running joke among prosecutors in the office that it's easier to set a case for trial than to Because you are required to do so much to try and just justify your dismissal that you're spending time on that. You only need one piece of your time on that capital murder that you want to go to trial on, or that violent offender that, you know, it is a case that. Um, so it doesn't surprise me uh, when you have people without the experience. I'm not saying every single charge is bad, but certainly there's a significant number of overcharges where people are potentially being charged with felonies, which could be a misdemeanor, and so on. Um, that you are going to have more people in the jail uh, if they can't make bond, uh, or if a judge you know, lets the case proceed. Um, and it makes it difficult for families visit their loved ones. Some of them are nine hours away in post Texas. It makes it difficult for their attorneys to meet with them and try to properly represent them or show them evidence in their case. I mean, it just makes it worse. Are there any other questions from the press? Okay, I do encourage you to have a discussion with uh, the speakers today as well. If you want to have great, great breakaway interviews, speakers, if you wouldn't mind, you can stay near the podium. Folks can come over here and kind of have a conversation. If you're a precinct chair and activist, um, you will meet right over here. We're going to have a little bit of a discussion before the meeting, uh, and and Lauren and I are, are around as well. Thank you for being under the spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.